House, house again. I like to be here when I can. And I'd like to welcome you to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and named for his personality, it's <laughs> James Barron. It's true. I have a very strong James personality that it was, mm. it was decided at birth to name me that based on my James-like aura. Um, Gareth, it's been a while. I'm very, it, you haven't visited me in a long time and I've grown very, very old. Uh, <laughs> I'm lying here in a, in, a, in a bed awaiting death. But I'm ready to record a podcast with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's the energy the show brings. <laughs> you lying in your bed awaiting death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, chuck that on. Why not? That's a strong Pink Floyd energy. Mm. There's footage of me in the Pulse concert <laughs> when I'm being wheeled <laughs> around on a hospital bed. Um, oh, yeah. Man, that was a good deep pulse. <laughs> oh, sick. Okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we watched um, House, a movie I'd never heard of before, 1977 mm. Japanese film. Gareth, why did you choose this film? What is it all about? I stumbled across this film entirely because of its poster. Uh, it was It's a very, like, sassy-looking cat. Yeah. <laughs> and just the big word, house. And I was like, gonna watch that one day. Yeah. And then- Gotta know more. Yeah, I was like maybe 6 p.m. on a, like a Tuesday about a month ago and mm. yeah, finally found a way to watch it, chucked it on, mind tore itself asunder and yeah. then I had to go and like go about my business for the rest of the evening. <laughs> oh no. Um, and yeah, I, I'll, I'm just going to say it and I hope you forgive my candor. Oh absolutely love this film i think it's amazing i love that it breaks every rule i think if you're like me and you're deep into a a covid19 lockdown Mm. and you've watched a lot of movies chuck this on and it's a complete refresher it's like it's like the positive version of what uh food fight did for us where we now love every film oh um this did it for me where it's just like good break these rules show me what you can do why not yeah i I'm stoked and I'm really curious to see what you thought of it. Yeah, man. I also am fascinated by this film Mm. after watching it uh, twice. It is (laughs) wild. Uh, As you say, it it does break a lot of filmmaking conventions throughout, Mm. but only basically to its benefit. Um, Mm. Yeah. This movie is just, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, it is bananas. It is absolutely (laughs) insane. Um, and just doesn't let up the whole time, which is great. <laughs> right? um, it, it, even in terms of like concept and that this is a comedy horror movie mm. um, and in, in all Japanese as well, like uh, just subtitled, which was just a strange experience. Um, just tone wise, trying to follow mm. what this movie is trying to do. Um, but yeah, on top of that, it's also just got all this insane filmmaking stuff which i cannot wait to try and describe Um, (laughs) yeah oh good luck because i think um oh sorry no it's just gonna be a big old challenge for the boys and (laughs) to see how how it syncs with the floyd i think so Mm. that'll be fun yeah 
For people who, you know, haven't seen it or they, you know, I'd recommend seeing it, but if yeah. you've popped this podcast on and you're, like, driving and you're like, well, I can't stop the podcast, um, what you've got to know is from the get-go, so it starts off, it's a comedy horror, so it starts off normal and then gets yep. more insane, but from the get-go, it, like, randomly iris, the camera just irises in on stuff, there'll be weird uh, split screens, yep. strange editing, um characters kind of like those memes where it's someone's face and someone else's face looking down at them that just happens yeah constantly um yeah there's like a lot of kind of like hand-painted kind of graphics it's, yeah it's a visual feat it's a visual feast in that it's like a visual um neighborhood buffet mm. <laughs> like you're gonna try everything it's that's for sure a lot of we can't like tell you what else there's a lot of uh outlandish uh cgi effects as well that they were trying yeah. um when they were making the film they didn't know a- how a lot of these effects were going to come out until the final <laughs> edit because they were just shooting these things before they even really like did a test run and then yeah. put it in the film and they're like oh wow that's that looks like that okay and that's just how they were doing it the whole time it's i love that incredible um yeah fascinatingly as well this was um booked uh this was conceived in an attempt to create a film like jaws yeah i, I read that and i was like this is i guess similar to jaws and that like it just gets more and more intense throughout, but I would mm. like totally. It's very different. Um, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of blood in the water. That's that's very similar. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The shark would love that. Yeah, be all about that. He's in the audience, just going like, "Oh yeah, I can get down with this." <laughs> I, I like this more than the film about me. <laughs> yeah, he's having a grand old time. Oh my god! Yeah, it's worth noting as well. This film was—it's based on the director's daughter's nightmares and like yeah. her own little fears as a child. Like to the point where I think she's credited on the story. Man, just what a what a sick concept being right? being like based on your your kid's nightmare. Like mm. incredible. Like it said that it was uh, like kids could conceive of things. Uh, that no like screenwriter could because they just have this wild imagination and then yeah it's like a lot of those nightmares are just verbatim put into the film (laughs) yeah uh, which is so good and it makes it like all the more eerie and strange Mm. um but yeah also very very comedic and um and uh, interesting to to see play out like I, like i wouldn't say this movie is scary as a horror movie but no um i would say that it's it's unsettling that's for sure um i felt disturbed it's at several points um, okay yeah but yeah, yeah. But it's you- definitely like i mean i don't think any film we've covered would <laughs> the events would be something i'd want to happen to me no but this was definitely like <laughs> Oh, fuck. This would be a pretty nasty little weekend, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> oh, you don't want your weekend to go the way of house. Uh, no. <laughs> 1977. Shall we delve into this this haunted manor and uh, uncover its secrets, Gareth, as we sync it with the stylings of Pink Floyd, the 1973 yeah. magnum opus? Yeah? Pink Floyd, yeah. I'd say, like, Dark Side of the Moon... It's got good odds. Like, Dark Side of the Moon was obviously huge in the 70s. 
and because there wasn't like internet and stuff, I assume it would have got to Japan a little later. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe like a cool Japanese reissue had just come out when they were like filming the movie. So maybe it was on their minds. Yeah. Um, but w- <laughs> if you watch this film, you'll have no idea what was on the director's mind. So that's all a huge guess. Yeah, it seems yeah. pretty likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least this would make for like, it made for a fantastic uh, Pink Floyd music video, I would say, oh, in, that, in yeah. our experience. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, music video directors need to see this. Movie. Oh, yeah. Like that is my, if I was like their film school tutor, I'd be like, nah. You can do whatever you want. You just got to watch this movie first. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's delve. Let's delve, bud. Um, you speak to me, opening titles, etc. We get the, um, uh, the this is distributed by Janus Films. Um, I'm desperately trying to avoid making a huge anus uh, joke, but I, I guess <laughs> I just did. But um, Janus Films do a lot of uh, distributing of Japanese uh, media and mm. yeah, they're good. They, they're closely tied with Criterion, which this also, uh, I think, was distributed through. That's how I watched yeah. it anyway, part of the Criterion collection. Um, and uh, yeah, it's also made by Toho Co, who do a lot of Japanese film and television. Um, yeah, and they were the ones, I think I teased this last week, they felt like they were losing money on comprehensible films. <laughs> so they took my favorite business decision that's ever been made and tried to make something uncomprehensible. Genius. Incredible. Like, Inspired uh, move. Yeah. Imagine Warner Bros. trying that now. Yeah. They're like, actually, people actually fuck plot and yeah. <laughs> and and the audience understanding. Like, I feel like most films these days are incredibly safe. And by the numbers yeah. this is why we get so many like remakes and things like that. These guys mm. just like did the opposite and I've full credit to them because this movie rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we also get the title card for the movie here, which <sighs> comes in like three different times. Uh, mm. It's also introduced as a movie and then, <laughs> and then it says house um no other movie will tell you it's a movie straight up so you know so good we very honest their, we thank them for their candor yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah house is presented to us as this like spooky font and then the o becomes a mouth that opens and closes and yeah it's wild mm, very intense so beautiful <laughs> And this little like square which then becomes a frame of a photo being taken of a japanese girl um and she is like posing in like a veil in front of some like chemistry equipment or something Mm. and getting her photo taken um and then the background of this expands out beyond the photo until she like how to describe this she like the photo is complete and she steps outside of the um the frame and then the two pictures become one it's fantastic. Mm. Like the, I was, I saw this opening shot and I was like, whoa, I'm in for a treat. That's yeah. <laughs> so wild. Um, but yeah, we get, uh, yeah, it starts off pretty simple. Cause we've got these, this pair of, uh, school girls, um, just hanging out with each other as we go into breed. They're just taking some photos together and getting excited for a summer vacation that's coming up. Um, their names are gorgeous and fantasy. <laughs> Kara. <laughs> uh yeah 
which was more than a little confusing at the start here for me. (laughs) But um, I do like the naming conventions in this film. Mm. Um, But yeah. So, yeah, we'll meet them soon. But all of the gals are just named by their basic, like... Oh, yeah. um, Personality or... Mm, Exactly. Um, Definitely. Uh, But I feel like Gorgeous and Fantasy are more, like, generic like potentially could be names but i don't know mm. for sure um either it's way when you meet kung fu yeah later, you're like oh hold on oh wait a minute um <laughs> but yeah they're talking about crushing on one of their teachers mr togo and they're walking down the hall and we meet another another one of their teachers who i just want to shout out has the like the best fit in this movie her outfit <laughs> yeah. she's looking so fly um she's got this like (laughs) sports gear out i took a photo of it specifically of like a screen grab because i wanted to save this for to discuss on the pod she's got like a but you meant to like walk into a store with and be like i want this i do want this though she's got like a track jacket with like blue like blue stripes and white stars it's just sort of going for like this american look um a baseball cap and red pants white shirt she's looking fly as hell she's got a Mm. basketball under one arm (laughs) she's my personal hero this teacher um yeah but she's she's here just like to get some uh information out of the out of these two girls um talking about their vacation plans Gorgeous is planning on going on holiday with her dad to Karuizawa, which is a real Japanese place that I really, really want mm. to go to. It's beautiful. Do you know anything about Karuizawa? It's like I this- I know nothing. It's this like lovely skiing town in Japan Ooh. that has like is mountainous and beautiful. <laughs> I really want to go there. Um, and Gorgeous could have gone there, but she has other plans. Um mm. And, yeah, the other girls are going to go on, like, a school trip to a, like, training camp with Mr. Togo. And so, they're all very excited about that because they all crush on Mr. Togo for no real reason. Um, But, yeah. And there's also a bit of banter about, like, marriage here because this teacher is engaged to be married uh, in an arranged marriage with somebody. um, Which Mm. I think they're just, like, bringing up this idea early. But, anyway. Um, And, yeah. They just sort of have a, like a little fun montage together showing that they're very close friends. Yeah. With a lot of like crazy shots of them like jumping up and down and running down some stairs and sink and all kinds of stuff. And then, yeah, they say goodbye to each other. Uh, but there's just some crazy transitions here already <laughs> yeah. with their like, yeah, like they're appearing in the like a, a circular frame around them with like leaves in the background and then, like, uh, Gorgeous's face is, like, superimposed over the top of uh, uh, Fantasy leaving. It's just it's just so wild. There's so much, mm. like, so many interesting ways that they convey this, like, fairly simple information in these mov- in this movie. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was already yeah. impressed. Shout out to them because, like, we do... And it's not for safety. It's for, like, you don't want to be overshowy. You want to make a film grounded but we've all kind of prescribed to a basic sort of visual language for any movie so like when you see something break it on there like yeah girls saying see you later for the afternoon and to shoot it like that way you're like how is where are you going to go from here i'm i'm on board (laughs) like yeah exactly split the screen in this way or do something different with yeah 
yeah, what, film's so new. Do what you want. Yeah, they're all, they're just getting started as well. Like this is just <laughs> yeah. like this is just the start of the flex. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it's great. Uh, so she uh, gorgeous returns home, and we see uh, her dad out on the balcony uh, playing some golf. He's uh, he's arrived back from a trip to Italy. Um, mm where he works as a he scores films italian films um pretty yeah. pretty sweet gig um my favorite line is he says uh leone said my music was better than morricone so yeah. like he he's apparently in this universe done the music for like the good the bad and the ugly or something and done a better job yeah he's just incredible <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but yeah so he's returned home um and we get we view this uh he's in front of this like beautiful back backdrop mm. there's a lot of um hand painted uh backdrops for for these movie for this movie like a fake skyline a lot of the time they use a lot of these and they even mm. like play with that idea like because it doesn't look quite real they they mess around with this a fair bit in the movie which i really mm. thoroughly enjoyed but here it's played straight and we also um see this scene from behind a like a pane of glass like a segmented window which offers some like really interesting framing on like all these all these characters because they're just walking behind these like latticed glass it looks crazy um Mm. but anyway yeah so this is playing out um and he's brought a new uh bride to be with him um this lady who is like a starlet, I guess. Um, she's got her head wrapped in a headscarf. She's like a typical like uh, romance novel kind of type, you know. Yeah. Um, stunningly beautiful, etc. Uh, but and we get a sort of a, a classic. Um, I hate my stepmother because she's replacing my <laughs> my real mother <laughs> situation. Because um, yeah, uh, Gorgeous's mum died some years ago and now her dad has Mm. come back with this other woman who she instinctively hates um but yeah she like gets gifted a scarf and then tosses it over the side as she runs away and as she as she does this uh she like her running away freeze frames and we get like a cutaway to the scarf that just plays out on top of this freeze frame briefly Mm. why it like reminds me like of a comic cutaway uh, where you'd see like a, a dramatic object or something playing out in another frame. Very cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just another sweet filmmaking thing. Um, and yeah, we also get like a couple of flashbacks to a time on the same balcony where it was just gorgeous and her dad uh, and she's looking yeah. after him. And so it's like a direct comparison between these two times and now um, this woman coming into their space you know Mm. yeah uh yeah so she runs away to her room and looks over some of her mum's old stuff uh she's like it's revealed that she's dead it's pretty obvious um (laughs) and yeah she's like we get the crash sound and on the run coming in as uh she just plays a few like choice notes on the piano by the way the soundtrack that's been playing out has just been like one steady song that uh transitions like things fade in and out to the point where you're having two songs playing at once which is very unsettling (laughs) yeah (laughs) i yeah didn't love the soundtrack to this movie it it did add to the like tension and that it's like very hard to 
get a read on but and yeah. it, it sort, of, sort of has this outhousey thing going as well but um yeah it, I, they do really use this one piano piece over and over again as well and that really grated on me <laughs> personally yeah, that's fair um uh but we do like it's worth teasing that there is a piano piece later in this film that will blow like erased this previous piano piece from my head because oh so much to say but we have to wait we gotta we wait. To wait okay um yeah so she's just hanging out um and looking at all family like family photos of her on outings with her dad when they're alone together and she's like crossing his face out of these photos and saying that like yeah. I, I hate my dad now he's betrayed me um He's betrayed us because she uh, wants to, she's like speaking to her mother as if she's in the room. Mm. And then, yeah, she's going further back and seeing photos of them all together as a family. And we go back to her mum's wedding day where we see when we get the clocks rolling in um, for time. And we see this, uh, a photo of uh, her mum uh, all, all dressed up in a bridal um uh, like yukata or uh, kimono setup mm. sort of thing with like a, a hood and um, the aunt in the her aunt in the background uh, holding this white cat uh, and mm. hanging out who will become important soon um, and yeah so she decides to get in contact with this aunt because she hasn't like seen or spoke to her since the like for a long time um like not since her mum's funeral has she seen her. But anyway, we'll get to that more. We now go to the girls who are yeah. hanging out outside school. Um, they are in their like sailor scout ass <laughs> school uniforms. <laughs> uh, very like all the costuming in this movie is fantastic. It's all yeah. like very eight, like very typical um, archetypal stuff, you know, like they they are schoolgirls, so they're in schoolgirl outfits. Later on, like, um, like we had that fantastic outfit of the teacher earlier, but like, <laughs> also, we'll, like everyone has is dressed exactly as what they do, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's very good. So they're all hanging out, and they get a more like formalized intro later in the movie. But I'm going to cover them off now because mm, we are introduced they, to them. They do get introduced essentially twice. but yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, so they're, they're all, like, hanging out and talking here. But we've got uh, Gorgeous and Fantasy, obviously. Um, Fan- Gorgeous is not here yet. She'll arrive on the scene in a bit. Mm. But Fantasy's here. Uh, we've got Sweet, who is not the sweet one. The sweet, shy yeah. <laughs> girl, I would say. Um, Melody, who's the musical one, uh, and has, has an acoustic guitar. A white acoustic guitar, by the way, in this scene. Ooh. Um, yeah. We've got Prof, who's the smart one with glasses. Um, <laughs> so you know yeah uh we've got mac who is the constantly hungry one <laughs> like yeah. the, the tomboyish always eating character and kung fu who <laughs> loves fucking kung fu yeah. and i gotta respect it kung fu is easily my favorite she steals this Same. fucking movie yeah. oh my yeah. god uh but yeah so uh. they're they're all hanging out here in front of the school. Yeah. Tag yourself, listeners. For real. We're, yeah. we're both kung fu. Yeah, I might be Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm secretly, like, sweet, I think. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're hanging out, uh, getting excited for their trip uh, with Mr. Togo. 
and they're all uh talking about it and this is presented like with sliding back and forwards shots yeah. of their faces uh as they're framed the exact same way but we just swat slide down the line between them to between them very quickly it's very interesting um mm. but yeah uh, and we hit we get gorgeous appearing in the background all upset because her dad has betrayed her and yeah then mr togo arrives uh, on the scene the guy that we've heard so much about and he's in this like <laughs> shitty little jeep <laughs> yeah and he's just like a schlubby regular adult in yeah. like a white coat but i think it's just because he's like an adult and their teacher that they're really into him <laughs> um mm. but it's very funny togo is like played for laughs a lot of the time but um yeah yeah anyway <laughs> it's he's not at all exciting but he's here and <laughs> He is here to say that the camp's off, unfortunately. His sister is having a baby, and so it can't go ahead. And all the girls are very disappointed. Um, but this is when Gorgeous forms a backup plan. She decides to get in contact with her aunt. Um, she sends this. She says, oh, we'll go, we'll go visit my aunt where my, where my mother grew up. And uh, she sends a letter off explaining this to her aunt because she didn't yeah. ask first. Um <laughs> And yeah, she waits for a reply. And as she's sending this letter off, a white cat appears in her window and uh, she accepts it and is, is like, oh, a new friend and names it Blanche, um, like carte Blanche, I guess. Or like Blanche just meaning white, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this, this cat is going to be along for the ride. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, we're at the the tail end of time and we get like, we go back to the balcony and uh, Gorgeous's dad and new stepmom are discussing like going to Karuizawa without Gorgeous because she doesn't really mm -hmm. want to go anymore. She's got this other plan and the stepmom like steps up and says, I'll, I'll go to the mum's hometown and um, go and see Gorgeous and we'll have a conversation. We'll, it'll be my first true test of becoming her mother. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she's making the effort, but mm. but still, yeah. She sort of had the, has this weird aura about her where she's just, everything seems to be fine all the time. <laughs> yeah. I really, I don't like her. She's, she unsettled <laughs> me for a lot of the movie, actually. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I wonder what she she knows. She must have like a story going on. Like, why is she so relaxed? I don't so know. Chill? Yeah, I th I think she's just supposed to be this like perfect Hollywood goddess kind of mm. character. But anyway, um, yeah. So the next day we get this really weird sequence <laughs> where we we visit the shoes maker who's just out here um making shoes uh <laughs> with a little kid there's a parrot in the background just yeah. chilling out um it's like this is this has jumped out of like a cartoon into reality this stuff mm. the the shoes maker waves to this guy in an artist's smock and says good morning mr painter it's like yeah it's like a kid's tv show suddenly yeah um, like that book um Oh, by Richard Scarry. That's like, what do people do all day? Yeah. Everyone just explains their jobs to each other. We just drive around in our Apple cars, you know, with, yeah. with my friend, Mr. Worm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Worm's the only thing missing from this film. He, Lowly Worm. He, he would drive by and I would not even bat an eye. I'd be like, yep, <laughs> yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, there he is. There he goes. 
but yeah, we go into great gig and Mr. Togo has a, has a moment to himself where he falls down some stairs and onto a bucket that lands on his bottom. And he just sort of has this weird, like slapstick stop motion kind of sequence. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> I think this is the reason why he doesn't travel along with the girls on this trip yeah. because he's got this bucket stuck on his ass. <laughs> but fair enough. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's such a weird reason. <laughs> so weird. Um, but yeah, so the girls are waiting at this like beautiful painted skyline of the Tokyo train station um, with these like fake buildings in the background and they're waiting around for gorgeous, but she hasn't shown. So they just like, they're like, maybe she's on the train. So they go in and uh, there's like sort of a blurring of what's real and what's not starting up here where yeah. they get farewelled by these random guys who are talking to them. <laughs> But they are standing in front of this, like, idyllic countryside sort of backdrop. But then, like, they run off to the left side of screen and it's revealed that's just that's just painted on the wall of the train station. Mm. It's so interesting that they play with this, like, backdrop stuff. It, it, like, happens a lot here. Um, But, yeah, they, like, they go, uh, they... they also like brush past some like cowboys who are just walking down the <laughs> stairs of the subway with like muskets. I don't know what is going on. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, setting up a whole cinematic universe. We're waiting. For so strange. House, but a Western. Yeah. Which would be amazing actually. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, they get on the train and gorgeous gets on just in time as well. And also Blanche, the cat is chilling out on yeah. sitting on one of the seats who's also going to come on the journey um and yeah we like pan over to this little kid who's reading about the train journey in his book and then that that book <laughs> becomes reality where mm. outside of the train is this like very childlike painting of uh countryside with like rainbows and flowers and stuff and that's like what is flying by the train car wild um yeah yeah so we're watching that out the window as the girls have a bit of discussion they say that only a witch cat can close a door which i just love (laughs) as a line (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah they're just uh talking about what uh gorgeous's mum and aunt were like and this is played out like oh this was so cool they're just sitting in mm. the train car, but the train car like disappears and we're just seeing them like floating past the background of the moving uh, of them traveling past the countryside. It looks great. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, they have this flashback sequence where the characters are like watching an old film of this memory um, mm. of what happened with uh, Gorgeous's mum and aunt back in the day. Um, and yeah, so they're watching and like offering commentary, uh, as we're watching like a literal film reel come in and sepia, uh, incredible. Uh, mm. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, the aunt was engaged to be married to this like handsome doctor guy, um, who is, starts juggling apples <laughs> in the scene. <laughs> um, but he gets sent off to, uh, World War II, uh, before mm. that, that, before they can get married and they said he says i promise i'll come back and she says i'll wait for you forever um and yeah uh 
they see him off to uh he goes off to war and notably um gorgeous's mother is played by gorgeous in this flashback yeah um like the same character so pretty wild uh didn't notice that on my first watch um but yeah so he dies in a plane crash in world war ii and we see the aunt grieving and then uh we see them recreating the photo that we saw earlier five years later Mm. at, at um her sister's wedding um and so yeah we see like them setting up for this photo and the aunt like looking jealously at her sister and then picking up this white cat for the photo um yeah very interesting yeah and yeah we it, it, i think it even says like the end of this story there <laughs> yeah, as well it does yeah and while the story has been playing out the girls have transitioned into the back of a bus on their way to the house now um mm. yeah uh also there's a guy <laughs> there's just some random stranger who's sitting in the middle of them um just listening to the story with rapt attention <laughs> which i liked a lot um <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah he sees the the cat like jumps up into one of their laps and he freaks he's like whoa um and yeah i just thought that that was an interesting note that he reacts mm. that way to the cat um and yeah they they arrive at the bus stop and get off and we see that the side of the bus has also got a white cat painted on it um mm. And yeah, uh, they, where they get off, they pull off, they get off on this, uh, in front of this huge background of, um, like gorgeously painted mountains. And then we see that that's just like a little cutout kind of thing in front of another massive backdrop. <laughs> like this scene, they are like tiny little ants at the bottom of the screen. And there's this enormous backdrop yeah. of mountains that like is hand painted i've i've no idea how they did this um incredible it's so good like we've talked about backdrops before on the show but it's amazing it's the like obviously to cg your background is talent as well but just to see this thing get painted and then put up and treated as real and then just yeah. to know it exists and it's still somewhere probably so massive cool painting that was just meant to trick us for a couple minutes yeah I just, I love that they like played with it. They have this like yeah. fake backdrop in the front. And then you look at this like huge expanse of skyline and mountains. And you're like, wait, that's also painted. That's <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, fantastic. You said it earlier, but this film is flexing on you the whole yeah, time. For real. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they uh, head off in search of uh, the house and they, they cross this big bridge and we get their character intros here <laughs> with their like names appearing on screen and them like summing mm. themselves up with like one little sentence, which is pretty cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they feel very like Scooby-Doo adjacent here. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, I mean, the way this film kind of goes, it is like if you and your friends tried to start a Scooby gang, but then yeah. <laughs> you chose the wrong house. Yeah. Definitely. You got Kung Fu along for the ride, you know, you're, you're in, mm. you're safe. Um, but yeah, so they travel through some woods and they're just talking about ghosts and having fun. And they come across this like fruit stand guy, uh, yeah. who is this very strange man selling watermelons <laughs> out here. He like hides his head behind one of the melons 
as a as like a joke and comes mm. out, but he's just sort of a bit off and a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I think he's sort of the classic like harbinger before the fall kind of character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he recognizes Gorgeous by um, he says, "Oh, you have the same eyes as your mother," and points them in the right direction. Points towards the house up on the hill. We see this manor house. It's framed in like a perfect circle where we see the guy's hand pointing and then the manor house up on the hill. It looks great. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they head off and he says, we haven't had Venice visitors in a long time. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll see more of him later, surprisingly. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, we will. But yeah, so they finally come up to the house as we get to Money Solo, and it's this—it mm. is this huge sort of manor house um, combined with like more traditional Japanese-style living. I would say, um, like it's got like big stairs going up and stuff, but it, it's also got like a tatami room and like uh, sliding doors and things like that. Um, yeah, so it's sort of like a combo. Uh, yeah, and also this like large walled garden around the outside. Uh, and yeah, they come up to these front gates and they open of their own accord as little, the little cat Blanche uh, hops down and runs through them and jumps up into the lap of the auntie who is revealed to uh, have be very old and uh, yeah. have glasses on and is in a wheelchair, um, which she wasn't in the flashback, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> not quite what we expected. Um, yeah, still a, like a young actress, but yeah, but made um, up to look yeah. old. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, we get a little bit about her as we're like wandering through her garden. She was apparently this uh, very prolific piano teacher after her husband died, um, and people would travel from the city to come here for lessons. Uh, but she says that that hasn't been the case for a while now, and that she's all alone, which is very sad. Um, mm. And yeah, uh, and they go to the front of the house and Fantasy like goes to take a picture of the group all together. Um, but as she does so, the cat's eyes just glow green uh, <laughs> with a bit of cat magic. And um, mm, very opening of Goosebumps, oh, the yeah, TV show. It definitely. You need to see that like spooky shadow G <laughs> travel across <laughs> the ground next. Um Again, the one thing missing in this. Lowly worm and a shadow Goosebumps logo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the eyes glow green and the camera like leaps out of her hands into the air and then smashes on the floor, uh, breaking it. Very sad mm. for Fantasy, who wanted to be taking photos. She's been doing that for most of the film up until this point. She's sort of lost yeah. her thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah... Uh, also, Mac has brought this very large watermelon from the watermelon guy as a, as a gift for mm. um, for the auntie. And yeah, uh, so we go into us and them as we uh, look inside the house and it's all very old and not cared for because it's one old lady lives here and she's wheelchair bound. <laughs> so it's all very dusty and cobwebby and um, it's not very nice. Uh, mm. but the girls seem fine. Um, they're gonna, they promise to help fix things up around the house as like a fun activity for them. They're, they're very helpful girls. Um, very kind. They are. Um, but yeah. Can't deny it. And yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the auntie's very thankful that they're going to help her out and she's very excited to have so many people here. Um, yeah. but 
in this entryway, we get another really weird and hard to pass sequence here where <laughs> a chandelier comes to life or like a, a crystal chandelier drops like two of its little danglers. Um, one of them falls and skewers a lizard <laughs> to the ground <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brutally. And another yeah. one is deflected from and like nearly hits um, Sweet. But Kung mm. Fu saves the day, leaps into action and like deflects it, um, slamming it into the old phone in the hallway, presumably shutting it down for later scenes. Um, but yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> very wild sequence. Also, whenever Kung Fu does any kung fu moves there is a sound cue that plays <laughs> yes uh like a direct call out to i think like kurosawa movies which is mm. really funny <laughs> um but very good it's it's so good because they would have had to have that like the meeting a lot of people who write horror movies these days have to have it's like why can't they use the phone okay what's going to happen to the phone yeah and they would have just been like that's right. The chandelier attacks them. Kung Fu attacks the chandelier back. The chandelier breaks the phone. Let's yep, move on. Exactly. And that all plays out very quickly. Um, you're getting yeah. distracted by this poor lizard who <laughs> gets skewered yeah. and eaten by the cat. I don't know what this means, but it's it's in the mm. movie. Melody is then uh, shown to the next room to play the grand piano in there, which is lovely. It's this huge yeah. piano that is covered in spider webs. Um, very spooky. There's also a spooky skeleton in the background. Yes, there is. Who is an, a supposedly an anatomical skeleton for the like doctor's clinic of uh, her future husband uh, before he went to war. He was operating like a little doctor's clinic out of here as well. So she would yeah. play the piano and he'd be in the clinic. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quite a sweet- Which would be a nice clinic. Yeah, eh? be, yeah be a good piano. setup. This skeleton isn't helping, though. He weirdly has, like, one eye, one, like, yeah. human eye. He doesn't look like a real skeleton at all. <laughs> but Yeah. But I did like his goofy presence throughout the movie. Um, mm. And for your skeleton news this week, listeners, Big John, the largest known Triceratops skeleton, was sold at auction. Wow. Big John. Yeah. Big John. <laughs> what a great Some name. say the biggest John of them all. I'd say so. It's hard to compete um, with mm. with other Johns out there. Um, send us a dear John if you uh, are big enough. Uh- yeah. <laughs> send send us the biggest John you know. <laughs> Please. I'm sure that won't go wrong. No, definitely not. There's no way <laughs> yeah. you could misconstrue that. Um, yeah. Sinkfloydpod at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So they're hanging out and enjoying the piano and um, yeah, auntie is talking about how she doesn't get any visitors anymore and is very sad, but it's happy to have the girls here. And um, mm. yeah, they say that they'll go and cook something and Mac, cause Mac's very hungry, obviously, and wants to drop this melon off <laughs> so that they don't have to hold <laughs> it for future scenes. Um, and they're like, okay, yeah. So they go through to the kitchen Um where as they're traveling, uh, they're, uh, she's getting pushed, in, uh, the auntie's getting pushed in a chair, right? And yeah. someone from off screen throws Blanche the cat into her lap, which is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because it just, it like flies in from like above, <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah. Um, Definitely, g- like, this is our last chance to get this shot. Oh, we forgot the cat. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. There he goes. Woo! 
flown in from the side. Um, also, mm. the girls hear this large clock going off in the house, but they don't know where it is at this point. Yeah. And girls, you missed it. Time was playing earlier. We're in money <laughs> right now. It's yeah. You've missed you missed the boat. I'm sorry. Um, that was side A. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go through to the kitchen and. Um, they want to store the melon in the fridge, but uh, is told that the fridge is, is out of order. Um, sort of a weird thing here. She's very nervous about like oh. them seeing whatever's in the fridge. We don't actually... Yeah. There's a thing with the fridge later, but we don't really see why she was keeping it hidden. I expected it to be full of like spooky heads or something later on, <laughs> but apparently not. Um, but yeah, she also... Um, the auntie comes into the room and like talks to the stove saying like, oh, we'll make a good meal for these girls. And the stove like nods in response, like it moves <laughs> yeah. of, of its own accord. Um, so there's something up with this house, <laughs> Gareth. Mm. Sort of a yeah. Beauty and the Beast thing happening in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they decide to uh, store the um, melon in nature's refrigerator, Gareth, a, a well mm. in the ground. <laughs> uh, very strange. But yeah, um, and yeah, so they go off to do that. Meanwhile, in the other room, Kung Fu opens a cupboard uh, with her Kung Fu skills and <laughs> flings some mice onto the girls, freaking them out as an extra spook. Um, pretty funny. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they store the melon in the in the well by like wrapping it up in string and sending it down into the well. Um, we get a shot from like inside the well looking up. Uh, and this uh, melon splashing down on top of us. Crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah, the <laughs> auntie starts saying some ominous shit here. She says that Mac <laughs> looks tasty being so round and all, <laughs> which is all right, auntie. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah. Um, bit mean, but also. Yeah. Uh, so we go back inside the house for a bit of food, a bit of tucker. Um and uh, they're all eating, like, lined up and talking about this painting of a cat um, who is the spitting image of Blanche Gareth. Um, mm. So weird that there'd be a painting of a white cat here in this house. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we actually have this image looking at us and guiding our <laughs> hand for the podcast. Um, yeah, we always send each other a screenshot yeah. when we do these Discord chats. Yeah, this is a sweet little... Uh, terrifying steering cat. Um, Blanche is like a, not a threatening kind of cat. She's very mm. fluffy, very cute. Um, are you a big you big cat fan, Gareth? I am for sure. Yeah, and I know you are. Yeah, I do find like a cat like Blanche a little like uh, kind of intimidating because you know this cat's going to need to eat some premium bickies yeah. to keep that coat so shiny. Like, yeah, you're paying for wet food. You're paying for good bickies you yeah you're brushing you're showering it's a lot cats of work hate water yeah yeah for sure um mm. yeah she's the she's a sweet wee cat um yeah and when you're on when you're only a uh, a woman <laughs> in your house by yourself and you you can't get any piano students in it's it can be tough to raise mm. this little white cat all on your own Oh, sorry. I've just noticed that my Discord image is also me holding a little white cat. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, no. Actually, maybe we're turning into the house house. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Maybe the internet is the house house all along. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, of you were saying anyway. 
<laughs> no, no, you've blown my mind. The internet is the house house, you know? It's full of pictures of cats. Yep. And a lot of weird stuff happens that's a bit upsetting. If you're not careful, it'll consume you. Oh. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the girls are eating uh, dinner and um, Max like, oh, I'll go get the um, a sort of like a traditional uh, dinner situation where they're all like eating off these little tables um, mm. in the tatami room. Um, very, very nice. Um, and yeah, Matt goes to get the watermelon from the well. It's like a special treat for dessert. And she ties a ribbon in her hair um, as well, which will be important mm. for later. And yeah, the girls wait around for a bit uh, for Mac who is gone for a long time. They're sort of just like filling the time themselves. Um, I think prof gets like made up like a makeover sort of situation. Um, yeah. We get a shot of like, I think sweet looking at her and like closing each of her eyes. And then the shot of prof changes like ever so slightly as if you're getting the perspective of her closing and opening her eyes. It looks, it's so smart. It's, it's so good. So bizarre. Yeah. I, I, Do you know, can you name one other film where this effect happens? No, I don't know. Oh, Wayne's World, they do it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. It sticks in my head. I love this kind of stuff. He's going like, ah, uh, camera one, camera two. At yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks great. I, I, I loved it. Um, mm. But yeah. Uh, so we get uh, the Pink Floyd singing The Old Man Died. As, as we're going into any color you like, I think this, we're at the end of the us and them now. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, as we see um, the fantasy goes off to look for Mac um, and she comes out to the well, which is like bathed in like the light of sunset. Another like mm. beautiful painterly background here. And this shot is framed so dramatically. Looks great uh, as she comes up to this well and is hauling the melon out from inside. Uh, but what she pulls up is Mac's disembodied head, um, <laughs> which uh, says her name to her and then just starts like floating around poltergeist yeah. style, tormenting her. Um, terrifying. It takes a big yeah. bite out of her butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so fantasy runs away and yeah, the head like vomits out either a combination of blood and water or potentially melon juice. Like now that I think Ooh. about it a bit more. Um, yeah. And then yeah, tumbles backwards into the well again. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Um, yeah. Pretty great. So she's like terrified. Fantasy runs to like get the other girls um, to go and investigate it. And as she comes back, auntie like gets up out of her walking out of her chair out of her wheelchair yeah. she just stands up and everyone's like whoa what you can walk and she's like yes you girls have your presence has given me energy is how she mm. phrases it um and yes yeah, so she's like healing <laughs> um through this and that's so that's weird um yeah so they go off to uh, have a look and leave um fantasy here to be cradled by uh, gorgeous. Um, she's like holding her head to her breast as sort of like a mother and child sort of situation. Um, I think is the idea. Uh, mm -hmm. And this gets mirrored uh, for the finale of the film, which is very cool. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, uh, they go, the girls go and like, see what's happening. Uh, they pull up this, 
this thing out of the well, but it's just the melon. It's all tied up as if nothing were uh, off. And mm. yeah, they're like, well, fantasy was just just fantasizing. She bloody loves to. <laughs> it's in the name. Um, yeah, so they, they think it's all bullshit. Um, and they're all mm. enjoying this tasty watermelon a bit later. They're all chowing down on it. Um, and as they're doing it, uh, Auntie is freaking out fantasy even more by doing this trick situation where she'll close one one eye and then an eye appears in her mouth what the yeah. fuck is this <laughs> um very scary uh yeah and yeah fantasy thinks it's like another weird illusion or something she doesn't know what's going on yeah yeah poor fantasy like she's tried so hard to get photography to be a thing so she'd be called like photo or yeah camera camera but girl. you know never stuck and they called her fantasy and now they just think everything she's saying is a fantasy yeah it's rough nicknames are dangerous kids they are it's why i always refuse them <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is that's the lesson that i learned from house at a very early age but um, <laughs> anyway um yeah, so the girls are, like, musing about where Matt could have gone, classic horror movie stuff. She's like, oh, she'll be mm. in the potato field. She loves potatoes. And it's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, the implication here, I think, is that the watermelon is her head. Uh, because we get, yeah. we get like, the watermelon, like, cut in half, moving of its own accord. And I think we hear Matt's voice very faintly. Um, very strange. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we go into brain damage now and the girls are like cleaning up after dinner, doing a bit of washing of plates and stuff. And yeah, very summer camp vibe. Yeah. Scene, I reckon. And like pumping some water. And as they're pumping the water, it turns to blood. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, Prof takes a big old sip of that blood and does not even notice. <laughs> like, yeah. Hilarious. Um, very strange. Yeah. Uh, a gorgeous goes off to have a bath. We get like a very sensual bath scene <laughs> in this movie, which was very weird. They're like mm. teen girls, guys. Um, yeah, quite uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, Sweet goes to investigate um, where some bedding will be so that they can stay the night. And um, she's following Blanche the cat who leads her to this little um, shed with a creepy porcelain doll in it. Um, <laughs> all good. Um, mm. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, we see the cat's eyes flash green again. And then the doors close behind um, Sweet here as she's staring at this doll. But we'll get more from her in a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kung Fu goes out to just enjoy the night air, claims that she loves the countryside, <laughs> and then <laughs> just sort of, like, stands there as her smile, like, fades away. I have no idea what this scene's all about, but I yeah. do love it. Um, and then she she decides she needs to, like, chop some wood for the fire um, and starts chopping away. But the wood blocks start standing up of their own accord and mm. uh, Pink Floyd are like, okay, I can't think of anything to say because we get that ad lib. <laughs> and um, yeah, they start, these wooden blocks start like flying around and attacking Kung Fu as we go into Eclipse. Uh, and she's deflecting them with powerful Kung Fu skill. And mm. yeah, uh, she, she says, well, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some kind of illusion, she says. It's bizarre. <laughs> I just want to be on Kung Fu's level. She's just a wonderful yeah. presence. Um, 
while this is going on, Gorgeous is in the bath and um, her own hair like comes up from behind her and like oh, onto sorry. her shoulder and like sort of wraps around her throat briefly. And she's like, whoa, that was weird. <laughs> mm. It sort of just recedes back into the water. So strange. But um, yeah. yeah, nearly killed by your own hair. God. Um, yeah. So, uh, the other girls are still in the kitchen cleaning up and auntie is just having her best time. <laughs> she is dancing around, um, mm. the kitchen, um, invigorated by the presence of these girls. Um, yeah. Dancing very much in time to eclipse by Pink Floyd. Oh yeah. Having a wonderful time. And then, yeah, yeah, as we go into the heartbeats, basically she disappears into the refrigerator. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It's like quite a distant shot and you see her climb on it. Yeah. And like the door closes and I think only uh, fantasy notices and drops mm. her plate that she had. Um, and Prof's like, what are you talking about? And while this is playing out, we are like, yeah, as you say, up in the rafters and we see auntie crawl into frame, like up in the rafters as if yeah. she, as if she like very cat like you could say, mm. um, and then, yeah, she does a wee dance up on the rafters up here. Um, yeah. Winks at us just when the, like... Oh, looks directly into the camera, sorry. Just as the album ends. Yeah. yeah. Very unsettling. Um, yeah. Mark this point, listeners, because this is... Well, you notice we haven't talked a lot about Sinks. And yeah. I'm not sure if our notes are going to match. But this is when Sinks start a flow in. And I feel like it's almost plot like oh yeah now the auntie's getting more powerful she's like hearing the pink floyd she's hearing it she's she's yeah. ready um yeah because we are going into playthrough two and um yeah she's just grooving uh dancing mm. around with her skeleton friend who is also <laughs> yeah. dancing um the yeah. anatomical skeleton is having a great time um over the uh, over the heartbeats it's essentially to the heartbeats we're getting a series of gifts of the auntie like yeah. they kind of loop or they stop and start really abruptly. It's yeah. yeah. It's just like we're on auntiedance.tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like, yeah, reverse footage and stuff here. Just, mm. to, just for strange effects. Like we get like um, Blanche running across the piano playing the song by yeah. like just reversed footage of a cat walking, <laughs> <laughs> which is very weird. Um, yeah. Mm. She like, prepares a meal for herself which is like made out of like odd potions and a severed human hand <laughs> yeah that's right um yeah she drops some goldfish into a bowl that come to life by which i mean yeah. they turn into animated goldfish <laughs> um wild uh yeah it's my favorite horror movie trope is when it's like everything's going to going to hell but it's making a character even if the character is a villain really happy yeah like it just it's extra creepy but it's also kind of like yeah girl she's you know what? she's getting it she's getting re yeah. much stronger and feeling feeling herself feeling a great yeah feeling great <laughs> feeling fine in my spooky house <laughs> spooky hot auntie summer yeah for real <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a final act in this bit, she sets out some sheet music on top of the piano for later mm. as well. Um, yeah. So after we go back to Gorgeous, who's like wandering the house after her bath and she heads up some stairs and finds her mother's old room, I think. Um, but, or at least the auntie's bedroom. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but there's a vanity 
mirror set up here um, and address it. And she goes over to this as we go in to breathe. And in the background, there's this like flag or a large like illustration of a white cat, like this symbol, um, mm. which recurs throughout. Um, we've seen like the, the painting, obviously, but this is the like symbol of the cat, I would say, um, which will become very important. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's looking through this vanity and there's also a portrait of the dead uncle here as well. Yeah. Um, who went off to war. Um, she finds a little music box that uh, conveniently plays uh, Be- Breathe by popular band Pink Floyd um, yeah. in music box form. So that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Melody goes over to the piano and finds the sheet music. And she's like, mm. oh, cool. Let's start. Let's have a wee play at the piano. And in the background, this metronome like unhooks itself and starts ticking by itself which i loved i thought that that's like that's such a like niche piano joke but i love it like (laughs) oh it's so good um but yeah so she's like entranced and we get this like sweeping 180 degree shot of her at the piano yeah um playing this haunting song um which is now this haunting song we have to stop the pink floyd because this song is exactly, and I'm interested in hearing from your point cool. of view, the, the music guy. Sure. This song is exactly Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> right? It is that song, for sure. Um, it's yeah. got, like, all the same notes. Um, just, yeah, presented as, like, a happier tune, I think. Yeah. I feel like if you played this, like, at any kind of pace, it would be quite enjoyable. But, um every time they play this it's that like plodding like like that exact thing yeah it's yeah nuts that uh, <laughs> do you reckon they got it from this movie like they were watching and they're like hell yeah actually this could be a hit <laughs> i don't know so i did a bit of a deep dive because mm-hmm. obviously they haven't credited this movie but, like, you know, there's a lot of information about Mike and Chromitz on the internet. Often it's fan fiction. Uh-huh. So, like, the fans assume, like, if anyone's going to watch House, if anyone's going to be deep into Japanese horror, it's, you know, Mikey, uh, Gerard Way and Mikey Way and the yeah. rest of the Mike M boys. So, like, it's it makes likely a lot maybe of sense. they watched it and, like, maybe they watched it and it was, like, buried in the back of their heads and they didn't quite realize. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or it's a coincidence. Or, I don't know, maybe, like, they are different enough yeah that it's like it could just be luck of it yeah they aren't or, the exact same song but they are different there's definitely mm, elements that like are across both so yeah definitely yeah. recognizable um or you know that by then by the year 2006 the internet was taking off and as we're beginning to learn is the internet is the house from house so maybe mm, the house curse is just coming closer to us maybe maybe they're just mm. attuned to it and Pink Floyd were trying yeah. to show us the way, you know? Yeah. Warning us of the internet yet again um, and, the, yeah. and its dangers. Amazing. Uh, Pink Floyd fighting to keep My Chemical Romance from um, spreading the word of house. <laughs> Fair enough, honestly. Yeah. Great work, boys. Love your work. Um, yeah. Didn't work, but never mind. No. Um, yeah. Maybe the fact you guys were broken up while My Chemical Romance were active probably was the biggest. Kind of helped. Kind of helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this is a great shot. Uh, we see like mm. her at the piano, like 180 degrees sweeping around. And in the background, we see that little skeleton having another boogie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just having a great time. He's waiting for mm. the Black Parade. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's loving it um, for the moment. Um, Gorgeous is over this piano refrain is uh, going through the vanity and trying several of her like mother's things or her auntie's things. Um, she finds some lipstick and, and applies it, puts it on her lips. And um, yeah, she's looking at a reflection in the, in the mirror, which freezes and mm. then plays a sort of a vision of the um, scarf that she threw over the edge um, flowing in the wind. Uh, and uh, yeah. We hear the like letter to uh, that she wrote to her aunt playing as a monologue in the background. Oh, like the, yeah. the actually what she received back from the aunt um, saying to come to the house and come and visit me, etc. Um, and yeah, so she looks at herself um, in the mirror, and her reflection smiles at her, <laughs> which is. <laughs> No good. Um, no. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, her face transforms into her aunt's face. And mm. then her face transforms back into her own face. But she's got like monstrous teeth sticking out. Yeah. And then she transforms again into, I think, her aunt now. Um, her opens her mouth wide in shock. And then the mirror cracks and shatters mm. and blood pours out of the seams <laughs> in between the cracks. Crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> we cut from that back to Gorgeous's face, who is looking on in horror as her own face, like bits of it fall away like a broken vase. Um, yeah. And inside her face is a raging fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. We see her from the side uh, like chroma keyed out, like her entire body is just of a fire and reflected mm. in the mirror is also fire. <laughs> Insane. I have no idea what yeah. this is, but I love it. Um, it would make a perfect Pink Floyd album cover. For real. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she is like burning away. And um, yeah, Matt, we still are hearing the piano tune from downstairs. And all the cracking is like kind of on beat to on the run as well. Which yeah. Which I really liked. Yeah, really good. It's like very mm. threatening that this is playing out over on the run as well. Like that's a yeah. great fit that this like it was perfect. This was like often the Pink Floyd can kind of become a bit of a you know we're doing our best to catch the sinks, but yeah. it often can feel like oh yeah, I've heard this so much that it's almost like you yeah you can't really appreciate his music. This was a on the run where I was appreciating on the run so much. Hell yeah, the drums, the whooshes. It was really spot on for what was happening real scary real scary vibes mm. for this sequence and yeah melody's also having a terrible time as she is still caught in the piano curse and she yeah. like starts uh yeah she starts like feeling pain the piano keys like get lit up and trying to like bite at her fingers i think is what's mm. happening like the gaps between the keys are trying to like close around her fingers um very scary uh as, yeah. as a piano player didn't love this uh, <laughs> um 
But yeah. This was one of the daughter's nightmares as well that they yeah. adapted, was the idea of a piano eating her. A grand piano devouring you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's played Mario 64. She knows what's up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we also um, go to- We see um, Sweet- back with the doll she's been freeze framed for this entire sequence (laughs) um and then yeah she gets attacked by bedding falling from the sky down onto her like quilts and uh mattresses just start attacking her um Mm -hmm. and yeah we get like a shot from below like from the perspective of the floor looking up at her which is wild. She's getting attacked and Fantasy's like watching this attack from outside as, um, yeah, we're at the tail end of On the Run. Um, and yeah, the clocks go off when she goes to go and get the other girls to like yeah. save Sweet from her fate. But when they go in to find her, uh, they don't find anything. They only find her clothes. Like all her clothes have stripped off and they're like, oh, did she like strip in here? That's really weird. Um, and they're like pulling off these like wrecked mattresses and they find underneath the porcelain doll, which is now naked and Mm. next to it is Blanche the cat. Um, I think the implication here is that, um, she's been like spirited away somewhere else by Blanche. Um, or she is like possessing the doll now, her soul. Yeah. Yeah. She's become the doll. Yeah, it's not clear, but it's fucked up for sure. Yeah, yeah, so they, like, toss this doll aside, leaving it here. They're like, oh, I don't know where she's gone. Maybe she went and took a bath. Um, uh, And then they're like, oh, yeah, actually, (laughs) we remembered that Gorgeous was in the bath. So they go off to find her. Um, Mm -hmm. And Fantasy is not having a good time. She's seen two of her friends die in horrible ways. Yeah. And she is, yeah, having sort of a breakdown. And the other girls reassure her with this um, uh, message about uh, Mr. Togo being on on the way uh, to save the day. Like a knight in shining armor, Mr. Togo Mm. is coming. And um, we get like a cutaway to uh, that happening. Like Mr. Togo is a knight and she is a princess in the fields. And he like sweeps her up onto his horse and we get like an end card, a happy end for fantasy. Yeah. But this, we quickly cut back to fantasy in, in the real world. Um, wild. Something that would have taken so much work for like a tiny <laughs> little scene, but it's just, just such a good part of the movie. Um, yeah. You would have had to find like a whole location or yeah. horse, those costumes. It's like shot and lit like completely differently than the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. Amazing. It's like a proper fantasy, fantasy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Also, weirdly, a lot like the start of To All the Boys I've Loved Before. But yeah. Actually, surely very similar. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, the girls go to try and find Gorgeous, knowing uh, she, she'll be upstairs putting on makeup. makeup uh, classic Gorgeous. Yeah. Loves to do that. That's her thing. Um, and, yeah. So, they go up there and look around the room and they don't see her. Um, there's a fantastic shot of them all framed in the different mirrors of the, um, of the vanity. Like each of their, um, each of them are framed in one of the mirrors, which would have taken a lot of work. Um, (laughs) but yeah, they, they don't see her, but they do see her reflection, uh, and then turn around and then she's there as it's like, whether or not she's in the room or not. 
um, mm. is up in the air. And yeah, she's acting very weird. She's very aloof and mm. uh, like stoic, like no expression. I think the implication is that she is now possessed by her aunt. She is now ghost yeah. form. Um, yeah, because we have not seen the aunt for a long time. So they are taking her downstairs and we get this like incredibly low frame rate sequence, uh, yeah. which is so I found this like actually like made me sick watching it because yeah. of the like the low frame rate. It, you feel very unsteady um, mm. you, or like seasick watching it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they head downstairs and they're all like trying to say everything's going to be fine. Um, we'll call for help on the phone. But that doesn't work. And yeah, um, the Floyd, the Floyds come in and sing uh, that shorter of breath, one day closer to death. As yeah. um, Gorgeous states that she's going to go, going to go find help. And she uh, leaves through the front door, which locks behind her. <laughs> and uh, all the all the doors in the house come alive all at once and start shutting of their own accord. The sliding doors alongside the garden, like all slam closed and all the windows like shutter themselves and the curtains draw. Um, and yeah, the girls are trapped inside the house mm-hmm. as, as we get the last lines in time rolling in. Very spooky. We get this really cool part where they're trying to solve why the doors are all locked and they like, um, Prof is mm. pacing around. Prof, by the way, second favorite outfit of the oh. movie. This wonderful um, white hundred percent. Yeah, like she's ready to also do some kung fu or something, or fix a car. Um, they're all pacing around in like a circle, and the camera's panning around, following them, and they all get up and pace along with her in this like little um, fun little conga line of think of thinking, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Yeah. It's I, so I good. Neat. Yeah. The yeah. camera like following them around from inside as they're mm. trying to figure it out. Just it's such a good sequence. Um, yeah. And outside we see like gorgeous wandering around the garden possessed yeah. by a ghost. And she does some ghost juggling. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Which I don't. Yeah. Why not? Well, while you're there, I think this is like the mirror of um, what the the uncle did before in the flashback yeah. sequence. He was also juggling. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's very weird. Just juggling mm. some ghost orbs. Um, <laughs> we also get a cutaway to Mr. Togo, who is uh, like driving his tiny little Jeep in front of this, like immaculately decorated semi truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hilarious. Just like finding his own way through Tokyo, trying to get to these girls. <laughs> Just bizarre. He's in a different movie, Mr. Togo. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the girls are trying to figure it out. They do the walking in the circle. And, um, yeah, they uh, decide to um, look for the aunt. But, of course, can't find her because she's no longer here. Um, mm. They do find uh, the, the hand that she was eating earlier, which is now in a jar. <laughs> And has a uh, Max ribbon that was tied around her hair, like in the hand, which is fucked up. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. They go to uh, Melody and they're like, oh, you should play the piano and calm us all down. And she's like, I don't want to. I am afraid. <laughs> and is, they're yeah, like, no, it'll be sweet. It'll be sweet. <laughs> and so, yeah, she goes to play the piano and we get a bit of like this shot is also great. They do like a back and forth conversation between Prof and Kung Fu. 
as um, they're on either side of the grand piano mm. with Melody in the middle and Fantasy like on her shoulder. Um, and she's just like in this trance with her head bobbing backwards and forwards uh, left to right. And the other two are trying to figure out what to do, like on either side of it. It's a really good. She's like sort of mimicking a metronome, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very weird. But in the background, they hear gorgeous singing lyrics to this song, which there there are apparently like full lyrics to it as well. Um, yeah, you know, when I was a young boy, my father took me <laughs> to the city. <laughs> yes, she is just doing her best Gerard Way impression <laughs> yeah. uh, in the background. And yeah, so they run off to find her um, and uh, the, well, the, the two of them do, um, Prof and Kung Fu, leaving Fantasy, who's trying to break Melody out of her trance, but mm. she is just like zoned in on this piano and is now playing like a discordant version of the song. Um, very upsetting. Uh, yeah, the girl, the other two girls run upstairs and they see gorgeous now dressed in, uh, the outfit from her mother's wedding day. Um, she's in this like wedding kimono, uh, dress and, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> um, and while this is happening, Melody is, is playing the piano and the piano starts to eat her fingers um it's it's n hard to watch for me um she yeah. yeah she got her fingers like bitten off and she holds out her hands as like bloody stumps um which is fucked up and yeah then the the piano just starts munching on her like wholesale it eats her yeah. up she's caught like in the strings and it's like tearing her limb from limb from inside this piano um flow like throwing her arms and stuff out uh um, yeah yeah awful um, yeah some very very strange special effects uh stuff here where um apparently they painted part of her parts of her body blue um mm. and then floated those on screen like chroma keyed them out so that they're like little floating disembodied body parts i guess um yeah yeah, it's, it's an interesting way of doing it, but yeah. Um, yeah, and like the blood and stuff inside the piano looks like ugh. some sort of cartoon lava, which is really- Yeah. Yeah, interesting. While this is, and also, while this is happening, there's like a frame of like crayon mm. as well around the edge of the screen, yeah. like as like sort of like an explosion drama kind of effect. Yeah. Um, we get some cutaways to the an anatomy skeleton, who's again having a great time. Um, <laughs> Boogie love away. It. Loving, loving this version of the Black Parade um, mm. as as a girl gets devoured by a piano. Um, and yeah, but Fantasy is not enjoying it. And she uh, passes out, toppling the goldfish bowl to the ground yeah. onto her. And yeah, um, gorgeous. Uh, the gorgeous ghost uh, <laughs> hybrid um, drops this book on the ground. Um, Lonely Days is written on it and it's got that same cat symbol that we saw mm. earlier emblazoned on the cover and prof is like looking in in the vanity and sees um sees that she isn't there and through if she's looking through the mirror and we get like cut like flipping back and forth between the two shots where kung fu is like following her into this cupboard 
following the ghost. Mm -hmm. And then she looks in the mirror and it's just Kung Fu going into the cupboard, which is just so good. It's such a clear way of showing that. And it's like how she is reacting. We're getting like a, a POV kind of shot where she's just like flipping backwards and forwards between these two different things. Um, and yeah, Prof is like, it's unexplainable. I can't, mm. I don't understand what is happening. It goes against all of her logic. Um, but yeah, it's messed up. Uh, yeah. And she is leading them to, finally, we see this grandfather clock, which is this huge uh, glass-faced clock. And inside, I think it's sweet, um, is inside here um, from earlier. But um Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is like trapped in the mechanism of the clock and uh, the gears are moving and just slowly fills with gushing blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, holy shit. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. While Kung Fu is watching this, she hears Sweet in her head saying how <laughs> cool she is. <laughs> like, yeah. like, remember earlier in the movie when this girl was alive? <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh, very scary. My favorite thing about her, that she thought I was cool. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Uh, But yeah, very scary. So they they run Mm. on uh, downstairs uh, to find Fantasy passed out on the ground. And yeah, they they are watching in horror uh, at the piano because uh, Melody's disembodied fingers are just floating and still playing the song um, on the piano. These little dancing fingers that eventually get like snapped up by the piano's lid slamming closed, finishing its mm. meal. Um, very, very scary stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, so they drag her into the like tatami room uh, to try and wake her up. They make her some tea uh, from a little jug, which will come back later as well. I love that detail. Um and yeah, they they're saying you were right, fantasy. This house is haunted. It's it's awful. What are we gonna do? And yeah, she wakes up like sort of bedraggled with these goldfish in her lap. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, we get she looks over to the right, and we get the strangest transition in the whole film because mm. this a noodle eating man appears. <laughs> um, yeah. A man we've never seen before. Um, and yeah, we cut to, again, Mr. Togo's adventures where he's just getting some noodles um, with some old guys and what looks like an enormous stuffed bear who is a chef. Mm. I don't know what's going on here, but I want to know the story of this of this noodle making yeah. bear chef, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the original Ratatouille. Yeah. It's, it's just like, yeah, he's just having a grand old time making mm. his way to the horror show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so weird. Such a strange cutaway. Um, yeah. But yeah, we go back to the girls and they're um, doing the smart thing. They barricade the stairwell so that the ghost can't come down the stairs and get them uh, with just a bunch of like furniture. Um, and we see upstairs that the the ghost version of um, Gorgeous, the auntie possessing ghost, is mm. putting on makeup in the vanity mirror and, like, just preparing for her big moment. And um, uh, Prof is reading from this diary, this book, um, I think to, like, appease the ghost as, like, a strategy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it tells the story of um, auntie and what was actually going on um, after her husband's death. Um so yeah, she was uh 
refused to believe that her husband had died in the war because he promised that he would return and she mm-hmm. never gave up hope. She was always would stay in this house forever, like she said. Um, and as time went on, uh, the young women in the village around started disappearing um apparently being devoured by this house (laughs) um and yeah i think it's like a revenge thing for the betrayal of that her sister got to marry um somebody and she did not um yeah so she's gonna eat everyone who's unmarried i think it's like it's implied that um yeah that she killed her sister as well i'm not entirely sure on that Ooh, um, yeah but yeah i think it's I like believe that i think it's like a jealousy thing and that's like what drove her to become a ghost in the end yeah um but yeah mm, we get some like flashes of the aunt transforming in front of the mirror mm. that all have this like purple tinge on them that look like you've been using um microsoft win- uh, movie maker yeah or or if you're like doing a chopped and screwed version of a um, album, you're just gonna tinge it purple for the front cover. Hell yeah! It, it does very specific. Does feel that way? Maybe this was made in Movie Maker. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not that old. Yeah, <laughs> it know. was made last week. Oh man. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I'm waiting for the star wipes to happen. That's a sure sign. Yeah. Bit of papyrus font thrown in for good measure. You love oh. it. You love to see it. The worst part about Movie Maker is you couldn't edit exactly to where you wanted to edit. You could only edit like to the second or so. So oh, you'd really? like all your shots would be slightly too short or too long. Oh my god. Stuck. What on yeah. earth were they thinking? That's ridiculous. Oh. Um but yeah, so we're getting into the real the real meat of the horror now. Mm. because the the girls are cowering in the in the lounge in this uh, tatami room and the power goes out and gorgeous's face appears enormous in the doorway yeah. to torment them and then a giant eye appears and she is like saying that and speaking in the voice of the auntie that um she died long ago and this is her house and she will devour them um mm. and yeah she appears as a giant pair of lips um, yeah as well very and character goes huge lips yeah <laughs> very rocky horror i do like that mm. they're addressed though <laughs> they're just there's real big lips all right yeah you gotta yeah it's like rolling stones they're here uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we get it's some incredibly trippy sequences now as mm. um some objects start getting like poltergeisted around um there's the portrait of blanche that we saw earlier uh, transforms into a screeching evil cat with beard yeah. fangs. Uh, the symbol that was on the poster for this movie, by the way, um, this yeah. scary cat face. Um, and yeah, uh, Kung Fu runs off to call for help, but um, the like call on the phone for help, but the phone like comes alive and tries to strangle her with the cord, mm. and she fucking like ninja kicks it off the wall, <laughs> which I loved. <laughs> Um, her sequence here, she gets into like a fight scene with the ghost. Um, she like, first of all, she Kool-Aid mans through the wall outside being chased by a mummy, I think. Um, yeah, that's right. And yeah, then like 
does battle against the ghost out here who is doing like front flips in a kimono <laughs> in the garden yeah. <laughs> they just have a full-on kung fu fight um mm. hilarious against your friend gorgeous but now possessed by a ghost <laughs> wild yeah. um yeah she's there um fighting away and as she gets like hit uh, she gets claw marks across her face, again, implying mm. that, like, Blanche, the ghost, and the house are all one and the same thing. They are, like, yeah. the same entity. Um, and, yeah, she gets thrown back through the wall into the house again. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> she just briefly had this kung fu fight outside and now is back inside. And mm. um, the other girls have figured it, this out and like they point to the painting, the painting of Blanche and say, destroy it. And Kung Fu like leaps into action. She fucking dives through a screen door, which I loved. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but uh, unfortunately is intercepted by the overhead lampshade. Yeah. Which comes comes alive like eel like and grabs her and like electrocutes her and eats her at the same time um mm. pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah she's just like screaming in pain as she's getting devoured um and yeah the girls are like trying to grab her from below as the the scene behind them sort of disappears into uh like a drawing of itself uh rather than a real situation so strange yeah um but they can't and we get like a very strange trippy sequence with like the disembodied heads and body parts of the girls that have died thus far um, floating over like very strange backgrounds. Like mm. a, this is like where you get a lot of good screenshots from this movie because <laughs> yeah. you just see like a, a Japanese girl's face in front of a painted skull you're like holy shit um yeah and then like a bunch of like haunted blue faces and yeah, yeah it's it's wild yeah. if you are looking for a new desktop background then yeah find seek this movie out. yeah because there's plenty of options mm. um anyway uh Breaking out of this nightmare sequence, um, <laughs> Kung Fu's legs escape the bite of the lamp. They're like severed yeah. off and deliver a final kick to the portrait of Blanche, um, which uh, as, as it gets kicked, it shoots out this like ghostly cat form, <laughs> um, yeah. which is great. Um, yeah, it's used in the in the article about this, the Wikipedia article, as like the special effects in this movie were purposely bad, <laughs> like to make them a bit cheesier. And you just see this like cartoon ghost cat coming out of the wall. Mm. It's very good. Um, but yeah, this is immediately followed by a pretty sweet practical effect, though, because the painting like tears itself up on the wall as we hear um, upstairs uh the ghost is up there just screaming as well and yeah. tearing at itself and the painting starts vomiting blood <laughs> out of its mouth and the kimono ghost um also gets covered in blood like just yeah. seems to just start emanating blood from their body um pretty awful uh mm. and yeah the blood starts like filling the whole house uh the just coming out of like 
furniture coming out of the walls. The ground splits open underneath the girls Mm. like fucking Jumanji. (laughs) And (laughs) like they're just floating on a tatami mat on a lake of blood. (laughs) Yeah. It's a classic blood flood. You know, yeah, the blood flood. Yeah. Um, they, one of the girls even says, the cat's blood, like, as an exclamation, <laughs> which I loved. Like, mm-hmm. no cat has this amount of blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh- <laughs> it's also very, like, light and watery. Like, it's yeah. clearly they just had red water. Yeah. But it does hint quite a lot at watermelon, like you said earlier. Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. It's yeah. They, so uh, she <laughs> through all of this, prof is, prof is still trying to appease the ghost by like finishing the diary. We get the like final entries um, about uh, like her receiving the letter and beckoning the girls to the house. Um, yeah, and we get the final cutaway to Mister Togo, who is yeah. on his on his way here. And he's out in the darkness and he comes upon the watermelon cellar and he's like, oh, do you know where the house is? And then the watermelon cellar, very helpfully, he's like, oh, the girls, the girls were eaten. <laughs> you're like, yeah, what? <laughs> and Mr. Togo is like, the guy is like freaking out and doing like a weird dance. And Mr. Togo is also doing this weird dance. I think they're mm-hmm. both like panicked at each other. And he's like, do you like watermelons? And Mr. Togo's like, no, I like bananas. And this like <laughs> kills the watermelon man. Yeah. He, he, cannot sta- he cannot fathom someone liking bananas. And he like <laughs> retreats, turns into a skeleton and then crumbles to the ground, leaving a floating skull. Yeah, um, of course. That's that's what happens. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I can't go back to... Um, pack and save yeah you know you're just mm. in the in the produce section and someone's like hey you want any watermelons and you're like i came for bananas and then <laughs> and then it all goes a bit pear-shaped yeah. if you know what i mean um <laughs> hey me, uh yeah so mr togo doesn't take this well and runs to his car crying out over and over again about bananas and bananas being everywhere and he's just he's having a panic attack he's, a, he's yeah. he isn't really it, this wasn't part of the adventure that he signed up for. He'd, nah. He's finally arrived at the horror part of the movie and he hates it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so he gives up pretty quick. Um, and yeah, Prof is reading that last diary entry when she uh, drops her glasses over the side. And mm. she's like, ah, shit, I can't finish the book. And she gets pulled into the blood, um, the blood pool by the tea jug which has come alive and is now mm. bearing teeth around its edge. Um, crazy because all these things are like coming to life and wanting to kill them. And yeah. yeah. So she's dragged into the water and also her clothes are ripped off <laughs> again. Yeah. Bit of weird nudity in this movie. Don't know yeah. what's going on. Um, but anyway, mm. <laughs> she, she's like just swimming around naked in this blood and then gets consumed by it. Like her body just sort of like dissipates into the blood is how I would yeah. describe it. Pretty wild. I think this effect. was another, they poured paint on her in front of a um, green screen. Yeah. Blue screen and just like. This did one. What happened? Yeah. This one pretty, it works pretty well. It's pretty yeah. bizarre looking. And yeah, she just sort of disappears 
um, yeah, it's it's a good effect, but very very strange. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, coming down the stairs is the ghost um, of gorgeous and uh, coming down the stairwell, and fantasy floats on her tatami mat through the house, which is now like up to the ceiling, basically mm-hmm. of the first floor, uh, full of blood, and um, yeah, she. Looks, they she floats up to the stairwell where um, the ghost settles down. Who looks like gorgeous, but when she looks into the water or the blood below her, she sees uh, the auntie's face um, reflected up at her from the water, which is another great effect. Um, yeah, and yeah. So she uh, stretches out her hand for help. She's like, "Gorgeous, help me!" And and yeah, she. Uh, pu- pulls at her like bodice or like her outfit um, tearing it and then yeah is pulled up and is cradled again like a sort of a mother and child thing to the point where I think yeah. this is like a breastfeeding kind of connection um, and that's why her like bodice gets ripped um, mm. but yeah so she's like cradling her uh, with like perfectly immaculate hair and um, yeah it's just staring out as this room fills with blood and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, she, we see that she has the glowing green eyes of the cat. Um, yeah, and you would think that th- that's yeah. the end of the movie, but we we don't. We've got a little bit more to cover. That's like mm. the the finale, but there's yeah. sort of a, a wrap up scene that we've got to get to. Because, yeah, well, the album's not over, you know. Yeah, no, we're still going here, and we've mm. got the stepmom coming along. Uh, making good on her promise to go and find uh, Gorgeous and catch up with her and have a conversation uh, woman to woman. And yeah, she's come all the way out to the countryside. Uh, this is all like shot with like orchestral music in the background as well. Like she's having a fantastic, like um, beautiful voyage or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks like um, a karaoke kind of yeah. visual. Very, very green screeny, but very um, lovely and, yeah, yeah, quite nice to a bit of brain damage. Yeah. Floyd. She's like, yeah, amongst nature and like touching leaves softly mm-hmm. and moving in slow motion basically at all times. Um, and yeah, she moves past the watermelon stand and uh, we don't see the skeleton here anymore. But she walks past Mr. Togo's car where he has turned into hundreds and hundreds of piled up bananas. Um, of course. With his little hat sitting on top of them. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. You know, bananas. Bananas everywhere, man. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Classic times. Um, but yeah. It's so- like this. a second film was happening just then. Yeah. Like- yeah, the curse of the watermelon man. She doesn't even react to it. She just like walks by and she's like, huh, car full of bananas. It just keeps going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, well, you know, you're on holiday. You might think it's just a local bit of art. You think yeah. It might get explained later. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're in brain damage and she's coming up to this. She comes up to the house and is, yeah, like cradling the grapes and stuff around like this beautiful garden. The house is mm-hmm. like back to being in full. Um, it's very well Uh, cared for now i think everything's like beautifully looked after after the events of the it's i guess it's full right it's it's consumed these girls and is now back to its former glory um and yeah uh yeah so it's it's working really well as she's uh to to brain damage as we're approaching the house and yeah she comes upon the side here there's no one at the door 
but um, uh, gorgeous appears again in in her mother's kimono, her wedding kimono, um, waiting for her, and she opens the sliding doors, and they have like a sort of heart to heart moment where mm. they like stare into each other's eyes across from each other in this beautiful like garden room. Um, and yeah, they, she ho- extends her hand as like an offer of, uh, friendship going forward and like to be a mother and yeah, uh, gorgeous takes her hand and then we see Blanche, right? Like the little cat running across from right screen, right to screen left out the door. And, uh, the stepmother is caught on fire and yeah. burns away wild <laughs> um, yeah at the exact like last chord of the album yeah incredible and yeah we get mm. just like heartbeats as we get a, a final shot of blanche just chilling on this cushion having a good time um yeah and then um yeah we see gorgeous's face and a bit of a monologue about like life after death and love persisting past death um mm. into the afterlife and yeah we get the credits of the movie, um, which are presented as like a cartoon version of the house eating up the credits yeah. and then like spitting up a like uh, messed up version of those words uh, out the chimney at the top. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, what did you think and how did it sink? Well, oh, what did I think and how did I say how did it sink? Oh, I'm not. Yeah, um, it's definitely there weren't sinks for a big stretch that's for sure yeah for that you can almost justify that yeah you can almost justify that via the plot like Mm. it was you know once things got spooky the sink started once the yeah the house got more powerful so yeah you've got to give it points for that so it's got to be like say another film like galaxy quest which Mm. had no sinks for a stretch and then went crazy on the sinks for the last third yeah and we gave that a five but also that didn't have a reason like we couldn't argue a reason for why there would be a lack of sinks yeah so yeah i'm saying higher than a five for sure i reckon so yeah this like the fact that this back half synced so well and that's like so Mm. on theme for the movie like as the as the house got stronger the sinks get stronger like that's right we can't argue with that like that's pretty good yeah um, and it was a and another wild clean experience. album end. Yeah, yeah. Another clean album end on the on the like on the climax end of the movie. Yeah. Mm. Incredible. Um, yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. I want to say we're like either seven or eight territory. I reckon. Um, yeah, damn good. Yeah. Uh let's let's go to eight. I've missed. Yeah, I've missed the good sinks. Nice. To be honest, it's been a Perfect. while. Eight. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Alrighty. Um, oh. Cool. Well, so next cool. week is it's my choice. Is it? Yeah. Uh, bu- yeah, buddy. I haven't cleared anything with you beforehand, so I'm just gonna Uh-oh. go into it. I hope it's all good okay. that I choose this one. Um, so I, I was thinking about um, this movie, how there was like very striking visuals and a lot of music cues throughout, and I was like, you know what, we need to do once more. We need to delve back into a movie for music, but from a different band. And yeah. uh, this time, Gareth, we're going to do 
Purple Rain, the Prince movie. <gasps> oh, uh, yes. And see how that syncs with Pink Floyd. Uh, a masterpiece. Oh. As we've both seen it before, but I am very excited to see it in a new light coming up. I like when you said Purple Rain, I got like the kind of rush in my heart that I used to get as a kid when I'd like look at a crush. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, dearly beloved, we're gathered here today <laughs> to get through this thing called the next episode of this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, good. Yep. Well, until then, um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Check out House if you like it. And check out us at Pod on Twitter, Syncfloyd on Letterboxd, Pod at gmail.com. Send us your Johns. Yeah, I just want to get comfy and watch some Purple Rain. So, I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. I went like a little bit like opera kind of vibe there for some reason. But anyway... All good.